Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host tonight, the Poetess, and I hope you all are having a blessed and peaceful night. And we're about to get it in. Today is going to be a little special show for me because this is the show prior to my big weekend birthday. And the Poetess is turning 30, proud of it, yes, yes. And I still look good, and I'm still doing it. <laughs> so, baby, this is an Aries winning show, Aries winning Tuesday, and like I said, I have a good show in tune for you guys, so just sit back and relax. If you are a regular that comes to my show and you would like to get on the mic, feel free to dial 347-826-9842. Poets, spoken world artists, you have tracks that you like to hear on my show. You can email me in mp3 format to poetryafterdark at gmail.com. Again, that's poetryafterdark at gmail.com. We're going to open up with some poetry. I have played this piece before. Um, I'm going to be kind of digging through my favorite poets tonight and my favorite little uh, tracks of music. So I hope y'all like what I like. This is the Aries show. This is my show. We're going to do it my way this time. So anyway, here we go with Termite, and this one is Time Bomb. Yo, Termite, what's up with these niggas nowadays thinking that poetry is a female art and shit, man? Yo, let me tell you something. They come to me about that same bullshit about how you how much I should be a rapper and all that. 
I tell them, you need to just come check it out sometimes, because I say the same shit you say, just that my shit got a message. Them motherfuckers just don't understand, dog. Dog, telling you, they need to know. Rap stand for Rhythmic American Poetry anyway, right? Who you telling? Fuck it, drop the bomb on them, dog. Please don't make any sudden movements or give me a look that I don't like. I'm a time bomb with a fail-safe fuse that I love to sit here at night. But before we ask drama, let me explain why I'm on the stage right now doing this. I'm sick of niggas thinking male poets are punks. The nerves of these niggas are getting me pissed. I planted myself inside a termite because he speaks for a lot of people. Those like him which was created. Him, like me, like you, like she. Just trying to figure out why a nigga so intimidated by a street nigga that made it. So why are niggas so intimidated by a street nigga that made it? He didn't make it to his ultimate goal, but that's well anticipated. I'm talking about that street nigga that got something going for himself. He's been down and out, but now he's got his own shit and won't mind regulating somebody else's health. People always ask me, why do I send mixed signals in my poems from good to the bad to the peaceful to the violent? Because when I was peaceful, life made me violent. And since I was violent, society made me silent. Because I had a rough life. And personally, my life clock is what it tried to harm. Life scratched me and bumped me, beat me and jumped me. That's why I wear life scars on my arm. If there's anybody out there that knows what I'm talking about, then y'all can relate to this piece. Y'all gonna be the only one safe with my time. I'm hit zero because there's going to be a whole lot of ignorant deceased. I had a sister and a daughter and a couple of friends who all died before I did. I was pissed off because I was the one who prayed for it, looking for the Grim Reaper, but that nigga hid. He told me that I was a street nigga that wasn't never going to make it up the block. I wasn't a real spoken word concealer. Kept sending people saying poetry for punch, yet I got the spirit of a king heart of a dope dealer. Don't forget the boldness of a clansman hanging with four niggas and the mindset of a millionaire chilling on eight figures. But at the end of the day, when you got to reflect and categorize the type of person you think you should be, I'm still a person of everlasting talent, or as you would know it better as a P-O-E-T. Just because I start expressing my views in a different way. Respectfully, I did become a poet. Don't think I forgot where the fuck I came from. This is my way on trying to show it. If you would have asked me back in my heated days, do I ever see myself at a poetry venue? The answer would have been no. I would have never ever thought this. But don't stare at me like I'm supposed to bow down to you. I'm quick to throw hands even though I'm a spoken word artist. And even though I turned to poetry as an escape from this cold world full of sorrows and crazy crowds, you forgot one thing. I'm still turning my trio, still enforcing, still a franchise. I'm still a legend, still part of a dynasty. My clique still rising as an empire. I transformed myself from a violent crime lord to a spoken word poetic headliner. So why are niggas so intimidated? About a street nigga that made it. It's because we're on another level, but yet we can act ghetto because we can trust people who we are not related. Because yes, I am a male poet, but don't let that symbol fat become a stereotype to get you sidetracked. Just because I know a little Shakespeare, don't think I'm gonna finish you off with a metal baseball bat. But if worse gonna worse, I still don't have no problems tucking my black nine millimeter gas. So you heard my words and then you listen to my words, just so it wouldn't have to come to that. But it did have to come to this. The time inside me just hit six. That means you got about five seconds to get that ass fixed. Let's count it off. Five, you start thinking about your life and you can appreciate it now because you're still alive. Four, you start seeing how beautiful. Everybody else is, but you never said nothing before, especially that chick. Three, shit. Two, you start praying the ways nobody else has ever ever seen you do. The clock hits one, you realize somebody just blew up the stage, you started seeing four one second at a time. But then the clock hits zero, then all of a sudden. <laughs> Instead of hating the poets, though, what did you accomplish in your lifetime? I'm resurrected.
Can we talk alone? 
only the hottest fans for you. And Poetry After Dark's early edition with the B-Day Special for your truly be poetess. That was high five. Can't wait another minute. Next four stepping up to the mic will be LaDerek Holmes in brown skin. You know, I, uh, I, I used to be in this relationship. And, uh, you know, it's over. And me and the sister don't really talk too much. But, you know, I, I still think of her. And uh, and I I remember her as this 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 brown skinned sister from the inner city brick city brick house mama had a style that reminded me of hip hop bebop 70s soul music remixed updated never too overrated things fall apart yet it should be stated that she show was good to me I said she show was good to me. She came into my life at a time when my mind had grown bored with the cyclic cycle of salutations which leads to the exchange of contact information which ends in a sexual elation which is a temporary form of liberation. I say, when she came to me, yeah, my physical was satisfied, but my mind had grown bored and my soul, my soul had begun tapping out an SOS into the ether. So when she appeared, I say, when she appeared, it was like my prayers had been answered. She was like a cool breeze coming through my window on a summer's day. She was like the presence of God moving slowly through Eden. She was like poetry. Yeah, the sister was like poetry in motion. But I was moved. She moved me with Bob Marley mixtapes and Nina Simone serenades. Hit me with bell hooks and theories which made me look past hips and thighs into dark brown eyes filled with song and sorrow. The sister was nice, y'all. Well, what happened, right? Well, maybe it was my apathy which made me unwilling to carry all the baggage that she came with. Or maybe... A lifetime of watching video hoes became the Quintel Pro to make me think, man, there's got to be someone better out there. Or maybe I was just too damn young and didn't know what to do with love when I found it. But anyway, you know, now she's gone and we've both moved on. But every now and then I think of her and I remember her as this brown skinned sister from the inner city. Brick City, Brick House Mama had a style that reminded me of hip-hop, bebop, 70s soul music, remixed, updated, never too overrated. Things fall apart, yet it should be stated that she show was good to me. I said she show was good to me.
Is sensitivity what you really want, or is that just a guess? 
acquiesced to your every whim because my heart told me to, would that be man enough for you? What would come to mind if you were to find that I'm so strong only because my heart's been broken so many times? An open heart doesn't appear to be high enough stakes. You want the heart that's hard to penetrate, cold, callous. So it's not just a fallacy that you want a man you can change, making it more difficult for you and me. Because my mama told me never to change for nobody. In other words, I'd better learn to hide my feminine side, which is sensitive to the fact that I'm disappointing you because I can't be the man you want me to be. So as of late, we're at this stalemate. And my fate is off every time I give up my point of view because to you I'm not being a man. But damn, you complain just the same when I do stick to my game, making me believe that loving me's in vain whether or not I change. Is sensitivity what you really want? Or is that just a guess? Because baby, I confess, I just don't know.
Sports Director, Dr. Early Edition. I'm your host, Poetist, bringing in my 30th DJ with what I love the most, poetry and music, and, of course, you guys that support the show. All right, I'm introducing a new poetry night, and this here, I mean, wow, when I heard it, it, was, it, it literally blew me away. And I anticipated it would do you as well, so just check them out. This is D.F. Soldier, Breaking the Cycle. Sometimes I feel like an animal born in the wild, the bastard son of a father, used and abused as an innocent child. It was a bother. Depressed and stressed in my own mind, looking for love in the wrong places was hard to find. Living in a world of mass confusion, a complex society, people are disillusioned. The African-American child raised in poor surroundings, what's the chance of him growing up in a negative atmosphere and becoming a man? It's hard to teach a child right from wrong and getting him to understand that it's wrong to do crime and sell drugs, but he thinks that he can. He's convinced that it's the right thing to do, so he begins to take a stand. Life in the streets becomes his initial plan. Financial stability becomes a struggle, turn into a life of crime, begins all of his trouble. Not even a big belt to the behind can make him change. No lecture from former street hustlers can rearrange his thinking process. He becomes obsessed and deranged with doing the wrong thing, but is he only to blame? The child being born to the likes of the unprepared in a society of hatred where nobody really cares. You cannot wait till a child turns 12 years to teach a lesson. It has to start from the moment of conception to be a blessing. The infancy stages of a child is very crucial, very eager to learn what you teach. Be honest but never brutal. They only mimic what they see and do what they're taught. So if you continue to do the wrong things, eventually they will get caught. You must know when to say yes and when to say no. You should train a child up in the way he should go. So when he gets old, he will not depart from it. Not being a minister to society, but being a part of it. Living in a world of trial and error. A society of danger, system of terror. Growing up in the ghetto is not exactly a ring of pleasure. Every day is a constant struggle. I'm under pressure. And now I'm a man. Destined to become a leader, striving to break the cycle of liars, backbiters, and cheaters, the cycle of infidelity that was worn by the seed of my father transform into the belly of my mother before I was born. Before she conceived me, I was generationally broken and torn by the snares of sin that was performed by the subtle beast of the field, who turned on and beguiled Adam and Eve who began to yield to the temptation of Satan instead of following God's will. To not eat of the fruit of the tree that was filled with knowledge and good and evil when God told them not to, they still got weak and feeble and ate of it anyway that paved the way to sin. So God told them to go away out of the garden because you can't do what I say. So I have to offer up a sacrificial lamb with an ultimate price to pay. And this is what we do. Don't we try to blame our faults on someone else to find an excuse to get out of a situation that you got yourself in? Now our sorrow is greatly multiplied because of their sin, which brings me back to the topic at hand. I'm trying to wash away the filth of sin that makes me less than a man. But there's a few things that I need to understand about getting myself together and trying to make a stand. Being stupid won't do it. Bad credit won't get it. Surely not dope pushing and drug selling. Let me tell it. It'll mess up your whole natural course of existence if you let it. The word is called responsibility. Do you need me to spell it? You can't possibly call yourself a man if you run around town with every girl you see. Can't keep your thing in your pants. I'm truly sorry, man, but the life you're living is foul. 
You're man enough to sex a girl but can't take care of the child? You so quick to shoot the semen. Don't you know you have the power to cast out that lust-infested demon? You got 12 baby mamas playing Russian roulette, and then you get an incurable disease that leads you to death. Our own women are calling us dogs, and no wonder, because the Bible refers to a dog as a whoremonger. I try to do things decently and be careful not to step out of line. I'm trying to break the cycle of not paying my bills on time. You can't even take care of yourself because of the life that you chose. That's why in today's society, the man is taking backseat in the household. And you wonder why she's the head? Because you sitting at home getting high while she's bringing home the bread. And you call yourself a man of God? You need to get up off your lazy butt and get your mediocre self a job. And brother, I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to help. You want your kids to respect you. Stop disrespecting yourself. You have to lead by example in order to become the head. You can't just walk it. You have to talk it because faith without works is dead. And you think you look good with your pants sagging? How you figure? Don't you know that sagging spell backwards is niggas? Don't talk to me about busting shots. There's not a scripture in the Bible that talks about carrying glocks. Fake wannabe thugs trying to be hard. Get rid of your foolish ways and give your life to God. Because I've seen God make a drunk person sober. I've seen him take drug dealers off the street and turn them into soldiers. For Christ, right. Just get rid of the strife. Break the generational curses of not living right. You need to get yourself together and pick your face up off the floor. Because God has a lot more things for you in store. Because I want to become a leader in my house, not just a follower. And find favor in the eyes of God like Joseph in the house of King Potiphar. I want to become a real man, not just a pushover. And stand tall on my own two feet like a God-fearing soldier. I want to become a true father to my children because I care. I don't want to keep using the excuse of my father not being there because I know my God shall supply my every single need. I don't want to be like Cain, which is the first of the serpent seed because in my life with God, he's given me a lot of leniency while I'm walking in sin not recognizing his preeminency. I don't consider myself to be a good man, but a man who seeks to do good, surrendering myself to God like I should because it's he who makes me good. I have to be able to admit to the sin that is within me. And if I don't, then I'm a liar and the truth is not in me. Because I would be beside myself to think that I have arrived. Yes, I'm already alive, but I don't want to die trying to be too wise. Because God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So the wisdom and instructions that he gives to me, I cannot despise. So be advised, my brothers. The word of God will never die. Let the eternal word of God be true and every man alive. And if you think I'm spitting this just to be spiteful, no, brothers, you're dead wrong. I'm just trying trying to break the cycle. I fell asleep late last night And I dreamed that the night is almost half the day away I just got up so that I could hear her say Reach for the star 
Early edition celebrating the poets. That's right, the poets' 30th birthday. Playing all my favorites tonight. We have an hour and 11 minutes left in the show. And last week, last Tuesday, I played Jill Scott, Love Ranks. Um, there is another version circulating, so by all means, we're going to listen to the second version with most death. Here we go.
84 degrees, he was brown, deep. Said he wanted to talk about my mission, listen to my past lives. Took me on long walks to places where butterflies rest easy. Talked about Moses and Mia, reparations, blue colors, memories of shell top Adidas. He was fresh, like summer peaches, sweet on my mind, like block parties and penny candy. Us was nice and warm. No jacket, no umbrella, just warm. At night we would watch the stars and he would physically give me each and every one. I felt like cayenne pepper, red, hot, spicy. I felt dizzy and Sonia, heaven and mild between my thighs. Better than love, we made delicious. He, me, had, had me, he, he had me tongue-tied. I could hear his rhythm in my thoughts. I was his shark, his horn section, his boom and his bit. And he was my love. Love rain down on me, on me, down on me. The rain was falling and, and slowly and, and sweetly and stinging my eyes. And I could not see that he became my voodoo priest. And I was his faithful concubine. Wide open, wide, loose like bowels after collard greens. The mistake was made. Love slipped from my lips, ripped down my chin, and landed in his lap. And us became new. Now, me non-clairvoyant and in love made the coochie easy and the obvious invisible. The rain was falling and I couldn't see the season changing and the vibe slipping off its axis. Our beautiful melody became wildly staccato. The rain was falling and I could not see that I was to be plowed and so and fertilized and left to drown in his sunny Cumulus cloud, 84 degrees, melody. I stretch my arms towards the sky like blades of tall grass. Some beat between my shoulders like carnival drums. I sat still in hopes that it would help my wings grow, so then I could really be fly. And then she arrived, like daybreak inside a railway tunnel. Like the new moon, like a diamond in the mines, like high noon to a drunkard, sudden. She made my heart beat in a now-now time signature. Her skinny canvas for ultraviolet brush strokes. She was the sun's painting. She was a deep cognac color. Her eyes sparkled like lights along the new city. Her lips pursed as if her breath was too sweet and full for her mouth to hold. I said, you are the beautiful distress of mathematics. I said, for you, I would peel open the clouds like new fruit and give you lightning and thunder as a dowry. I would make the sky shed all of its stars like rain. And I would clasp the constellations across your waist. And I would make the heavens your cape. And they would be pleased to cover you. They would be pleased to cover you. May I please cover you. Please.
those on the lines and listening through Facebook and in my chat room, big love. Yes, I am playing my favorite in light of my birthday this Sunday, celebrating big because I'm going down to Atlanta. And, yes, I'm so, so happy and excited. Anyhow, we have an hour and a minute left in the show, and we're going to run to Mark Marcel. This is a new track from him next lifetime. I don't even need to know his name All I got to go on is the location, time, and date And I'll be there Whether it was in Northeast Asia or in a hut in Nantucket Or if I just had to go through all the bandit systems Searching through the walls again, I'll find him Whether he was in Harlem selling dimes Or in Mississippi cutting out holes in white sheets whether he was some scholar from Yale or thug that just graduated the jail cells. I'll smell the trail that just leads back to the essence of the first line I ever wrote in my poetry. And I'll find him. I have an eye on him in spirit form, holding on like my 
mothers on their sunset corner streets Whether he was just a politician or another heroin victim I'll be there just in case I had to catch him slipping And creep up on him and tell him about the man he used to be And I won't even need a picture I'll be able to recognize myself by seeing the drive in his eyes The look when I walk into these venues with the idea changing someone's life on my mind With a bag full of books and CDs like Like I was just carrying around my life with me And you can just see it in my poems like Like I just slid it in my poems and let the ink bleed So it's all in my veins, but maybe it's not all in veins Cause I've healed more souls than hospitals cure heartbeats And I notice from all the life giving back to me So I find him, whether he was drunk, holding on to memories Or some young woman getting raped by male teachers I'll be there to tell her how she just had the balls to get in this car and drive across the country And just ignore all the benefits corporate America gives and said, fuck it I do this shit even if Russell never walks into one of these spoken word events Left my name being echoed off the venue walls just for the words to sick into the earlobes of cats who never got the chance to see me perform And they wouldn't have to ask their friends about me anymore They can hear my life and the residue I left for them on the floor And wouldn't have to secretly dissect my hustle just to see how long you can live off your arm and I swear, whenever I get the chance to see myself again, I tell him, you gotta put your soul in it. Like, like God just paid you a visit. Like seven novels and 1,700 poems in my first three years of writing was just the beginning. Come on, people, I'll find him, even if he never writes a single sentence. I saw him how I used to show up with ten in the venue, feeling like now was a good night to throw the towel in. But it must have been a night someone just knew I was on the verge of quitting. Because they just trapped me down just to tell me, fuck the numbers. I was making a difference. I'll tell him, I'll tell him how hard he used to write Like God just did and to put something in it with enough heart It could pump the air back into the lungs of spirits And I'll tell him how he did it I'll explain to him how angels used to show up in the flesh After some of his Borgia events And have conversations with him Prophesizing his life and reminding him the man he is And I'll tell him everything My crime, my life, the heartache the joy, the pain, the strain, my family, my friends, some of them who turned out to be life's lessons, my testaments, people who I've touched and relationships I've been in, my one night stands, and of course the times that I fell in love with myself again, and even if the Lord had it that I wait woman in cemeteries in 500 years, I'll be there, waiting for the moment to where he starts to slip, and I'll find him, whether if he was just another people who's gonna run, or alone in dark corners with a shotgun, I'll be there. Tell him about the man he used to be Just so he can hear all about the man He can become
everlasting love. I know that's right. Tony Terry, I'm throwing it back, hitting all my favorites tonight. Um, if you're a first-time caller, I do not pick up numbers I do not know. So if you happen to be in my chat room, you're going to be like, hey, this is me. I want to get on the mic, and I'll definitely open you up. All right, uh, next poet that I'm going to play tonight is Amina Brown. You heard it before. This is a new one, true story. The poem you are about to see has been formatted to fit your brain screens. Character names and games have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Viewer discretion is advised. This is the true story of one poet picked to stand behind a mic to find out what happens when you stop being religious and start getting real. This is my real world, and you may think you know, but you have no idea. So let this poem be the page of my diary because I'm about to share my secrets. Brothers and sisters, lend me your ears, and if you have some, lend me your tears. Listen in on the fears of an ex-religious fanatic who was like a recovering addict, just trying to stay clean. But my religious routine kept leaving me feeling filthy like dirty magazines. Just call me Jacob, because I walked with that limp. But don't call me out of my name, even though I was mentality pimp. See, I was, I was living in a bubble. Kinda like, kinda like the dice in the game trouble. And if this is the game of life, I tried to play my cards right, but you got to play the hand you were dealt right. So I came to a fork in the road and took the hard right towards freedom. I was on my way to the Emerald City, trying to find the courage to have a heart and use my brain. So with total and toe, I followed the yellow brick road only to find everything that glitters ain't gold. I figured nobody would believe that I had to leave the church for a time to save my soul. See, I worshiped God, the institution, because I didn't have enough mental constitution. And this is about more than yielding to a building or pimping the spirit for one more good feeling. Narrow is the way, and so was my mind, because I like to get high, as long as it was high and mighty. And I wanted to tell the truth, as long as it meant I was holier than you. I thought I knew him, because I wore his t-shirt like I was part of his crew. Even had the keychain that said, what would Jesus do? So I didn't know what Jesus knew. See, Jesus knew that freedom is as simple as taking in a breath. He knew that if I found him, I would find myself. Because if you strip religion naked, all you're left with is pride and tradition. It was my way of creating my own highway to heaven, as if God wasn't nearer to me than the sound of my voice. And I want to know God. I want to know the sound of his voice. Because if you listen, he speaks in the sway of trees. And I don't want to miss a single word he has to say. This is the true story of one poet. Pick to stand behind the mic to find out what happens when you stop being religious and start getting real.
Brian Jones, show me. Yes, yes, yes. I love that song. I really, really do. Thank you for those that wish me happy birthday. Departures is turning 30, and as I was saying in the chat room, I just can't wait for my trip to ATL because I'm going to be a bad, bad girl, and I'm going to party like a rock star, if you know what I'm saying. Well, it's 44 minutes left in the show, and it's time for our triple play of poetry. I have um, a poet that I played earlier that was new to the mic for us, and his name is uh, GF Soldier. I played Breaking a Cycle early, and this one is Pride Tech. And if you were here earlier that heard this brother before, yo, this piece right here, <laughs> check this out, Pride Tech, for real. Why are you here? Are you truly ministering to edify the hearts, minds, and souls of people who have ears to hear? Or are you doing it for all of the applause, the honor, the accolades, the compliments, the standing ovations, and the loud cheers? trying to gain the approval of your peers, but the question is, is it God or is it the people that you fear? You see, I used to think that the power of God's anointing on my life was predicated upon how many people can fill up the seats, not realizing that the power of God's anointing is actually predicated upon how many souls can be reached. It was almost like it was a competition, and I was more worried about putting on a good show and how many artists I can beat. But my contemptible, worthless victory was detestably minute and vaguely obsolete. And then I ultimately came to the conclusion that it was actually Satan's victory, my defeat. You see, you're so busy trying to impress other people with your charismatic orator, but if the people really knew who you were behind closed doors, they would not even have a desire to heal you anymore. Instead, they will make a detour, turn and run into the opposite direction looking for the nearest corridor out to the exit door. I don't question your anointing or your spiritual ability, nor do I doubt your oratorical capabilities, but I'm more concerned about the fact that you love the glitter, the glamour, and the hoopla more than you love the responsibility. And trust me, you're not fooling anybody but yourself, putting on a facade of modesty, exemplifying fictitious humility. There are times when you are the hottest artist of the night, and you love to hear the people say that you're the beast that ripped up the mic. And I personally don't mind giving you your props and telling you that your lyrics are tight, but the problem is that not one soul has come to Christ. I know the gift is supposed to make room for you, and you got the skills to pay the bills. But what good are these skills if the heart is not being mended and the soul is not being healed? Your pride has uncontrollably gotten the best of you to the point where it cannot be concealed. Your vocabulary is extensive but insubstantial because of your inability to keep it real. Because if you are constantly speaking words and your words are not helping anybody, then your skills are nil. You have become the biggest ticket in town, but in the spirit realm, you are a subpar statistic, and now you're lusting after your own vanity and your personality has become connivingly narcissistic and now you're mad because someone else has stolen the show? What's wrong with that? You mean to tell me you're upset because there's not enough people patting you on the back? Oh, you did such a good job and you are so awesomely anointed, but you have gotten so obsessed with putting on a good show that you have become a spiritual disappointment. You see, the problem is that you want public eminence without having to pay the price nor realizing the cost of it. You have allowed your gift to take you 
you where your character cannot keep you, and now you have become a dictatorial dogmatist, and now nobody can tell you nothing because you think you know it all. However, I must warn you, my brothers and my sisters, that pride goes before the fall. Your words are excitable, but it lacks sincerity. Your delivery is impeccable, but your lifestyle lacks integrity. And if you continue on this dangerous path, your ministry will be short-lived without the possibility of longevity because you're too busy trying to be famous, selling your souls only to be a spotlight celebrity. Yeah, you make the people think that it's Christ that you proclaim, trying to get everybody to recognize your so-called big name, taking the name of the Lord God Jehovah in vain, using your gift to turn tricks and run game. And as soon as you fall flat on your face, you're looking for everybody but yourself to blame because instead of using your gift to save souls, you're only in it to get your shine on in your three minutes and ten seconds of fame. And even though you speak with articulation and your voice projects with clarity, it does not necessarily mean that you're spiritual just because your words lack vulgarity. You have developed a boisterous attitude and a pharisaic mentality, and you have infamously grown into a sanctimonious whore, prostituting yourself for the sake of gaining popularity. You cannot serve two masters, and on this day you will have to decide and ask yourself the question of where does your soul reside? Is it in God or is it in the world? For one shall be worshipped and the other shall be denied. Because your self-glorification is beginning to intensify to the point where it is becoming apotheosized, and your arrogance will continue to consume you unless your ego begins to subside. Your pride has caused you to stiffen your neck, and now you have become your own worst enemy. And if you do not allow yourself to be broken, then you will suddenly be broken in that without remedy. Stay with me because I don't want to lose you. This piece is set in place to push, correct, and to move you into a place of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. This is not meant to confuse you because if you are not totally broken down in your spirit, then God will not use you. And as I conclude, listen closely because I want to make sure that this does not get misconstrued. Just because they have people here to validate you, it does not necessarily mean that God approves because although the people may applaud you, in the spirit realm, you're getting booed. Because if you're not able to properly minister to the crowd of a few, then surely you're not ready to minister to the multitude because it is your attitude that determines your altitude. But it is also that same state attitude that will ultimately determine the sickliness of your decrepitude. And the moral of this story is that every single time I step up to this mic, I have to make sure that God gets the glory. And although my sins are many, pending my repentance, he throws them in the seat of forgetfulness without taking up inventory. And I have to see to it that he gets all of the credit for the exegesis of this poetic homiletical oratory. So the next time you're sitting at your desk, meditating and thinking about what you want to write or spit next, make sure that you consult God before you do. And when you do, give him your very best. Leave your problems at home and stop taking it out on everybody else and blaming other people for your mess. Better yet, on the other hand, before you decide to walk through the doors of another church or venue, make sure you put your pride in check. Check this out, y'all. This is Urban Voodoo. Live and direct. I'm in these streets. Let me tell you about a place where I live. I live in a place called the city. Check it out. I live in a place where steel buildings tower to the heavens only to scrape the sky. A place where hypodermic needles are found in alleys lied within the veins of sorrow, dry tears trail from beneath a junkie's eyes. He was just trying to get by. 
A place where corporate pirates reap the benefits of Ponzi schemes And dreams fade away like decaying trees I live in a place that winter will make wither and die away I live in a place where dying palm trees catch the breeze of winter's chilling breath As some slumber like beats on concrete, floors and park restrooms For some, life is a train wreck, an unfortunate happenstance A glimpse at the miserable bleakness of confusion For some, life is an illusion of incongruity Elusively disguising the onset of death Check this out, so I live in a place I live in a place I live in a place where some don't even wash their face I live in a place called the city where pity lies low Somebody tell me something and I just might go I grow from the concrete like roses Thinking of what I'ma do, wanna be the black Moses Oh this is a place called the city. A place called the city. I live in the city, y'all. Tell me, though, just say it right here, just so I can hear it. It's only what, one what? Uh, it's one dance, so it goes on. On a brisk night, delicate memory, we danced, tiptoed, until we tiptoed into each other. Is there anything you want to say? Just to anything? Just, I don't know. Tell me your favorite color. Favorite color is green, sometimes maroon red. Um, she's a rainmaker, and I'm just happy to be on my, my sales album. I'm glad you on this shit, man, for real. If I were to write about her, I would say she had a patent on the sky. One look unchained the very thing in you you wanted to keep to yourself. Knowing you have to lie to your ego to tell her the truth. Trying to stay as vulnerable as a black ant so you won't swallow your heart again. Because you're too afraid you may never find it this time. If I were to write about her, it would be in circles, in light bulbs, in molecules. In a city with one eye that breathes like the world. In a time before time, time to time, divided by my mind, she would understand. She doesn't play anymore. Keeps a wolf snarl behind the Brooklyn glass. Truthfully, I just want to write the fun back into her smile. Give her back her emotional alchemy. Only if I were to write about her, I could tell her things. Tell her the Mississippi could never compare to the fullness of her wet. Tell her she was earth, slash woman, ghost, slash ether, nature, slash god, soft organic, slash everything, flesh, times infinity. Tell her she had me in the moon, lost me in prisons, been absent from her so long my eyes went hollow. Fiber optics she came calling on a brisk night, delicate memory. We danced, tiptoed, tiptoed until we tiptoed into each other. If I were to write about her, I would have to say she would have made me kill my devil so that I would be lifting her veil. That is, if I were to write about her.
right about her She probably wants a name that suits you the title of one of my poems When really, I've been holding her name in the base of my poems And I'm so afraid to let her go She doesn't believe it when I tell her so But she's my inspiration She's more like what I think when my mind drifts around What it would be like to have happiness in my life Some women think the answer is the home A few kids and to be a wife But I can see all she ever wanted was to be someone's reason Someone's example Someone's conscience that tells them they can do better When all they believe is less So I just pray she believes And when I tell her I value her just as close As the slow drum beats in my chest Sometimes people think I'm in love with jazz music But I tell them They're just hearing the sounds of you Tempting, like a pain that hasn't been touched You're so pure So I'm afraid to let spoken word artists hear you Because they've been known to lie before And you probably want yourself a poem Just some words But really, everything about you is art Maybe I should just tattoo your body With compliments and thoughts of everything you are Sister, I have scars too And look where they've led me to Sometimes the most beautiful thing can grow out of something That's been butchered at its roots Look at me now, I always look at you I've been writing about you Even before poems had words Even before words had letters Even before letters made sound I've been waiting for languages to be created So I can describe exactly what it is That makes my future brighter Whenever I know you're near She probably wants me to write about her So I explain You may not remember But I was there Telling you in words before words What love really is and it's not always found in poems Sometimes it's found in the face of my poems With your sin on my fingertips And with every word I've ever put in a sentence You're more like my addiction I know other women get jealous of you Just for me giving you so much of my attention And I can see you in poems I can see you in songs I can see you as an uncaused cause for everything And I'll do more than just write about you I'll make sure every word I speak Has at least one letter your name. Watch out. What's up, Spice? 
Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Happy birthday. Thank you. And look, every time we speak, we get drunk off our own words. There you go. Okay. Let me kiss this piece of wonder. Okay. This title of it is bruised but not broken. Have mercy. Living during flood, this soul that has been bruised but not broken, rolling from every porous place, chasing the tears that follows my broken and lonely spirit. Here I am placing in something that has not placed faith in me. See my soul on church from here to there. I follow feliciously falsely following the idiotic images that made me feel passive. You for what you are, a straight up fool to I thought I saw a hint of kindness in your advantage of how you saw my image on the clock. About it needs to be checked. Up and boom, up, boom, boom, boom comes to mind. You know my struggle as much as I know yours, and you continually treat me as a slave. I, I thought we were going to build this together. Not you trying to destroy what strength I have left. Not meant for one body. Not meant for one body shall I inform you or have you noticed how I choose to fight a government that likes to play fear in my heart, how I chose to improve you, to make you all the wiser, but in your addition on trying to press counter-kinted after you fail to acknowledge that you cut off my airways. See, out there in the world, there are many precious stones. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this has 
God's mercy. In this world, there are so many of Oh man. Christians, I be one of them. I don't have to be to you, but what what I am to somebody that makes the church makes the church to polish me. In this world there are so many Often times we are, are overlooked because of the shares that can the haunted images of a childhood that you can you forgot. Fortunately, you chose to deceive others. Then you claim you are here for me. You say that you love me. Guess what? You gotta pay the cost to be the, the boss. That quarter has not been filled yet. To, to, the term liar is your stint, not mine, you see. For, for someone who, who needs so much and a person who chose the medical field, you, you did not study much. Nothing but pure demolition headed in your simple-minded direction. It kills me how so many of the tra- traditions you kept in spite of your recent trials. I'm telling you this now. I'm coming up and saying, well, this sister is checking the, the Uzi and clearing out the court. So, line up. Your turn is coming. This is not your version of throw up in the air sunshine. This is what you call a sinister This is a truth smacking the air. All the time that you said you were there for me, guess what? You are not. You are only here this time because you are so old to have your own demon for your husband. Guess what? You are the one who kind and condoles me. I might have been down because I thought you were there for me. And yes, I'm being selfish. You are an arrogant, forces ass. Sincerely, my name is Bruce. But not broken. Thank you. Dang. <laughs> that ain't spicy. That's some venom right there. <laughs> okay. 
I got stuck on sorry. My eyes look a fiction of Winston Jim Tees, but it got out. Yeah, it did. It's okay. I got what you were saying. That's what's up, Miss Spicy Kane. Thank you so much for calling in, sweetie. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, go back to chat so she can hear the look at the comments that we got in the chat room for her. But thanks again, Spicy, for calling in and doing that venom. We are going to go with the double play that I chose tonight, which will be Vesta Williams, and we're going to start this one out with special because I'm very special. Here we go. <laughs>
Another one of my favorites, and this one is titled The Other Woman. Work equal pay 
except when I work to equally pay every part of him attention every day. He wants a woman who can show emotion and has devotion to their happy home. So, you women who are primary distributors of the rosy derivative paraphernalia, watch out for me, the other women, the mistress causing distress and contest with wifeies everywhere. You turn your back, I'm there. On his jacket, you'll find a strand of my hair. When you're absent, I'm present, and I can smell the fear. I got Christian women saying prayers. In church, I get evil stares. Not for anything I've done yet. It's because I'm a threat. I'm real and free with my Christianity. While you deceive yourself with your fake purity. You're in the river and on the bank with your celibacy. Just because it's been a few weeks doesn't mean you've restored your virginity. Your lips say it's a sin, yet below his belt, your hands are lingering. You can't put it in, but you're doing everything else. Either do it all or don't do it at all. Cause it's me he's gonna call. Don't totally blame him. It's your fault I exist. Don't blame me cause I didn't have to twist his wrist. So stop coming at me with fists, Vaseline and your hyped up crew. They probably did him too. I'm here cause I'm willing to do all the things you refuse to do. Like laugh. Like live. Like love. You hate me because you aren't me. And yet... I'd rather be you, and I, I, I can sense your pity. This is not an excuse, but no matter what I do, he'll never end his ties with you. He gives himself to me, but goes back to you with morning too. And our few hours can't compare to your lifetime. I don't know why, but you and me would be his ideal if we were combined. Your man may never be mine, but you make it easy for me to try. So ladies, be ready for me, the other woman, the mistress causing distress on the hit list of women everywhere. So step your game up, show your man how much you care, be a woman.
they do in love to play. Well, I've got something here. Friday. Best of believe I will let y'all know all the fine details that next Tuesday coming up. And I'm going to close out with one of my favorites. And I doubt it if you guys be able to hear this whole song, but you know you can always catch the archives. And um, this goes out to, yeah, Mr. Ja up in the chat room. What you know about this right here?
Gonna lift 